0: Greetings, this is Lesage Moselle on the Don't Fuck Yourself, Love Yourself podcast. You can grab my book with the same title on Amazon, Lulu, or at booksbylasage.com. That's L A S A G E. We talk spirit talks, esoteric mysticism, practical human shit, parenthood, relationships, you name it. Whatever we discuss, we dive into the truth of all. All of these things and we go beneath the surface where it is needed. How do I deal with ego when someone assumes I don't know my own path? So what do you do? When you have a person in your life, like a guru type figure, a therapist or mentor like or a friend or a relative or even a mate that is trying to, quote unquote, direct your path, or they might have a tendency of telling you what is best for you, but you feel Like some or all of it just takes away from what you're trying to do or it constantly leads you to second-guess yourself or your decisions. It becomes more like a distraction than sound advice. So what do you do? Now, not all of us came up from the freedom to be as headstrong as Kanye, okay? (laughs) So some of us have to actually make ourselves more headstrong or tap into that aspect of us so that we can be headstrong. But also, we want to be heartstrong. All right. So all the times that you feel your ego come up, when you feel it, it means you aren't ready or aren't aware of a truth in relationship to what is being said to you. You know, you aren't aware of something because your ego is coming up in response to this. It doesn't mean because they are telling you this thing and it doesn't feel good that it's absolutely wrong, though it could be. But the you, not consistently feeling good about this and if these power dynamics show up as a pattern in your life where this is an indicator you need to address this like some of you, if, if if you don't, you run the risk of not having your own awareness of your inner guidance. And then this tendency will lead you to dive into cult-like things, or you have a tendency to dive into organizations and completely follow their ideologies and ignore your own. Or you have a tendency to give into peer pressure or the like, or you tend to give into the words and guidance of your mate or your parents or grandparents or other respected family members, regardless of your inner feelings. Some people give into their kids, you know, as a parent. And either way, these dynamics, you will at some point feel your ego arise and it might tilt all the way to the other side (laughs) if you don't handle it. So How do you know it's your ego? Your ego will come up when someone is giving you advice if you feel the need to defend yourself. like If that's happening or you need to prove in response to how their statement makes you feel or... You know it's your ego when you feel backed in the corner or angry at what they're saying or you feel the desire to insult them or try to prove them wrong and here's why they are wrong or you feel bad about yourself because of something they said or you are motivated to do something to prove them wrong or to prove to yourself that you're valuable or to prove yourself valuable, whatever the action is, or you might feel the need to beat your chest in response to them, or you constantly find yourself afraid to respond or react to them, or you feel like you're walking on eggshells around them, you know, things like that. And you constantly feel like you need something from them that they are not giving you. Those are just some of the egoic psychological responses to the stimuli they are presenting in relationship to you and how you are responding in relationship to them. For one, it's really good to understand power dynamics and how your ego shows up for you in response to something specifically. So if you are a parent or a teacher, then that then that role and the things that come up in that role are a great opportunity for you to study those power dynamics really closely. (sighs) Now, I practice a thing they label as conscious parenting. So the lessons in my path of wisdom and learning about myself is often found in the process of just being a parent. And my daughter came in the room while I was meditating on this topic that I'm talking about right now. And I am reminded often that if I move with divine grace and receptivity, I can use the path of least resistance to move in how I need to move, especially when I'm having the feeling of being, quote unquote, distracted. After seeing her eyeing my dry eraser board, even though I had spent some time and energy writing out my topics on this board, I was led to give her a marker and let her draw on the board. I could just rewrite it on my notepad or take a pic of it with my phone because that all that matters is that I have the information, not that I am in control of how I see it. Does that make sense? Now here is where the study of power and ego dynamics come in play. Even on the most subtle level, that, that story I just told you, that was very subtle, right? But Great lessons can come from that because everything that's happening on higher levels is also happening on lower levels. So I could have decided that I should teach her how to sit quietly while mommy is meditating or force her to learn some lesson about respecting my space at the ripe age of two years old. This that that. Little action, okay, would have forced her little ego out and it wouldn't have been good for either one of us. Now, I know her enough to know that if I try to force something on her, it's a lost cause. I have to get creative at times. Other times, she just does what I ask. It just depends on the dynamics in that moment. Now, if I try to force her to leave me alone or do something else because she doesn't yet know her power, is her exerting her will and I give in and completely stop what I'm doing, it will leave both of us upset and bothered. It doesn't mean she can't receive from me. There are just ways I have to humble my ego in order to align my thoughts with what is needed for our path in that moment. Now, I recognize that she has her own path and i mine, and I can't expect her to be over there typing and learning the way I learn right now. But I also shouldn't assume that she can't do that if that was in her path. If she is allowed to, she may just tap into what she had in another life. And I'm only reminding her of the thing she has already mastered in that life. And she ends up soaring past me in that area. We assume our kids don't follow their own path because we think we know their path much better. We know them better than they know themselves, but we don't. Hence the, you know, a lot of times the, the ego dynamics, what happens when, Anyways, what I talked about earlier, the people who might trigger your ego and why. So unless we really tap into them, we don't know their path. We What we try to do is guide them down the road or in the direction we think they should go for the most part without taking the time to tap into them. We just assume we know what they need. So even in moments where it doesn't apply, parents try to be the disciplinarian. I need to teach them so they will know. (laughs) There are times for this, yes, okay? But what is behind the words are, I need to teach them so they will know how to be a child that I can love and accept and be proud of, or a child that will be safe or successful. All of this is ego. (laughs) Whatever vision we deem most important for that child, is that's how we wrap our ego in it. It could be to keep them from things that happen to us as children and it could be totally unconscious, but we raise our children with that negative vibration in mind. So it actually does the opposite effect on their psyche, eventually causing them severe unhappiness in the long run. So for a while, it will be pleasing to them as long as in their mind they are pleasing their parent and getting their approval or the approval of others. But when that approval stops, so does that satisfaction. Satisfaction they were once feeling so in hearing that what what stands out the most to you are you seeking that parental like approval from someone maybe your parent didn't know about practicing conscious parenting in their generation they were taught something different because of the survival needs back then Whether you consciously know or not, what plays out is uniquely to the soul having that path. It is all connected to helping us understand our own path better. Could this be a repeat of what it is that you might have experienced growing up? So you're calling it forth in your experience? Maybe you are calling it forth because this mindset you have from your experience growing up is attracting it. Okay, now, I just explained that, 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 that's me seeing it from the other perspective, from the ego, looking at how, how ego can become a part of the power dynamic, but also how it doesn't have to, right? So that comes in them doing the work and you're not responsible for them doing their work. But what you are responsible for is what I'm about to share with you right now. Okay. now the first the first way to um, deal with your ego in this is know that you called them forth. Remember that you are attracting this thing because everything around us is energy and has a vibration that communicates to the world around it. And you attract on the level you and your thoughts are vibrating also what your greater vision is. OK, there are other factors. But remember this and its simplicity for now. All right. Your ability to think and hold on to things that are not natural to your higher vibrational self is what sets you apart from non-thought processing parts of nature like the trees and things. They have their own energy. They have their own mind, but they do not process things the way you process things. Okay, and you create things just by your ability to think. So when you grow up a certain way, you develop a set of beliefs about yourself unconsciously. This set of beliefs continue to play out in your life by reflecting what your beliefs are to you. Know that you called them forth to you because an aspect of you felt that you needed this, this experience, Maybe it was just the information that you needed, and you need to check your ego, or maybe that's not the correct information that you need, but you still need to check your ego. But you also need to use this as an opportunity to figure out what it is that this resistance is trying to tell you about your power. Okay, so if you remember. That you called them forth, that you used them to bring it through for you, the lesson that is. So you remember you created this, but you have to remember you are not in control of this. You must relinquish your desire to control the situation, to control the information coming to you, to control how other people are bringing it to you. Uh, You have to relinquish your desire to control the situation. Some of us are headstrong and it tries to come through, but then we constantly are pushing it back down for the sake of satisfying some societal expectation of dimming our light. Then when headstrong is tired of being pushed down, it throws down and it comes out uncontrollably. And ego <laughs> is in full force. Then you have to apologize and then say, oh, that wasn't like me. That That's not how I do things or whatever. But it really is an aspect of you that can become a pattern that causes this to constantly happen as a reminder to remain headstrong. But remember what I said to also be heartstrong. So that could be what it's coming through to tell you. You know, there are, it's up to you to look at what your, what this resistance that's coming up is trying to tell you. So if you're having the experience of calling forth something, remember, Let's just say you were in the parent-child dynamic. Remember, you're not a child anymore, and you are responsible for your vibration, and you actually can control that part. You cannot control how your vibration shows up to reflect to you, but you can control what you're putting out there and holding on to once you are aware of it. Awareness of yourself allows you to know that you actually called this forth, and you can begin to explore how. If you want, or just be aware of the thing that is happening and then you can move forward from it. Okay, the details of how that can be done cannot be explained in this one talk, but you can take that and let your inner guru guide you into further exploration of that. Okay. now, second, the second way to deal with your ego is know that they came to oil your well. This kind of ties into the first one. This came as a download. I knew what it meant, but how to convey it, quite simply put, could have been the challenge. This particular uh, insight. So first I checked in and I asked what it meant to me. They came to oil your well. Hmm. What came up for me was moisturizing my water well. We are made up mostly of water on the inside to keep us alive. So oil is moisturizing. So I took it to mean that my ashy spots are being shined and assisted in operating smoothly. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, what happens when you put oil on a squeaky loud door? It takes the sound away and it helps the door to close efficiently and smoothly. I like that one better. So um, for general symbolism purposes, I looked up some definitions online and what resonated and stood out to me was this. When someone says well oiled, they are identifying a system that operates without problems in an oil well. A hole is dug into the earth and serves the purpose of bringing oil and hydrocarbons, such as natural gas, to the surface. They frequently bring water up with other petroleum products, according to energyeducation.ca. According to tigergeneral.com, the benefits of oil drilling adds jobs to the economy by creating jobs, and it creates new habitats and provides a superior energy resource. Okay, so by the looks of just the symbolism alone, we can use those as metaphors. When you drill into your inner self and you take in the moisture that is coming to you and you allow it to nourish you, you create opportunities for yourself and others. You create new and improved homes, for yourself and others and you provide a superior energy source of vibration that helps to raise the vibrations the frequency and the energy of those around you you're ultimately creating a system that operates intentionally without problems (laughs) now would there be a need to exist if we didn't have problems that is another topic that I will add to the list. But in lieu of this topic, we could exist without problems. Now, I say that we say that only in perceiving that what is happening to you is perfection. It is intended to just, quote unquote, oil your well. And when you see it that way, you're experiencing this as a, quote unquote, problem goes away. You already see the solution, and that is the opportunity. It allows you to see this not as a problem, but as a solution to push you into expanding of your own self. Hmm? Okay, so on to number three. Remember your inner knowledge this goes back to all of the other times I've referenced developing a relationship with your inner guru there are times when you see yourself as who you are but others are not quite seeing it yet and it's because they have a wall up or they are not in receiving mode to you their wall is up for a number of reasons. Even some of these gurus that you respect may have a wall up. I mean, walls come up for protection. And, but they can let the wall down at will if they want to. But this, what this does is this puts a boundary in place. And it causes them to be an ego when they're teaching. Teaching. They may teach truth because they know it. But when they are giving it to you and you haven't asked for it, <laughs> then it's coming. They're probably coming up to you with a wall. Okay. They don't always. ex. Let me put it like this. Okay. They may teach truth but it is only from their perspective and from their ability to abstract the truth in correct wording to convey to you, the pupil who they're teaching. And they don't always abstract the full essence of it in words because it is almost impossible to put into words the experience of the awe. You could call it great spirit, source, God, whatever you call it. It shows up in ways like, I just noticed this in my grand experience. Since I can remember writing this from a child, I recall always leaving off the why in they. <laughs> now you must be like, what? what is she talking about? Always leaving off the why in they. <laughs> no matter how much I pay attention and I'm aware, I still go back and read it and the word and it says the word the instead of they. To you, you may think, oh, that's just a mistake that you keep making over and over again. Me, I thought that for a while, but at this point, it's like I'm very aware of what I'm typing, and to know that everything seems out of place, even then has a place or a function. The goal is to look to your inner knowledge for the function of that thing that is feeling or seeming or looking or sounding out of place. This tells me that there is no they. That is a truth that my spirit has been speaking to me my whole life. There is only thee, thee as in the all, as in we are one. There is no only me and only you. There is only us, we, I. I is us and we, we is us and I, us is we and I, I am. That is all. So my continuous reference to they gets left at the as a spelling error, seeming error, Because that is important for me to understand in my path. My path is unique to me, but it is not only me. It is the path, the path to the knowledge of my inner guru, my inner self. That is the only path. It does not mean that the path to the inner guru is the same for each of us as parts of the whole one. It does mean, however, that the only way to enlightenment is the path to the inner guru remembering that this inner guru always has important knowledge of your path and it guides you uniquely, then you will know and act on that internal guidance in your outward experience. Use that internal guide to guide you in relationship with anyone that tries to direct or guide your path for you because they think they know your path or they have an alternative motive, conscious or Unconscious for your path. Remember the parent we talked about, we just talked about. Okay. Four is realize that they may not know you because of an aspect they don't recognize in themselves. Hmm. Now this is important because we all have blind spots. And we could say we're totally aware. Yet, if we are still triggered by things, then we are not totally aware. If you are totally aware and you experience something you don't like and you actually feel the negative effects of it, you are not totally aware. It's not a bad thing. (laughs) Okay, remember that, though. We're just talking about the expansion of of how 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 aware you are in reference to this particular situation, not as a whole. Okay, so you are not aware of how it is causing you to respond. If you're caused to respond, then you are not aware of that cause. If you were aware of that cause, you would then utilize the dominion over your mind and body to extract that cause from your experience. If you don't, then you choose to remain in suffering. And if you are comfortable in suffering, then you are not aware of the ease of not having to suffer, or you are not aware that you are causing your suffering, or that you are in control of that part, or that you are in cahoots with that part part. In essence, you are conspiring and giving permission to the experience on levels that you are not aware of, on fields of existence that you are not aware of. You are giving permission to the FBI on your state matters to resolve something in your state for you. And they are not even close to being aware of your full makeup and power as a state that is only a part of the whole, not the whole, but a part. They, which is the FBI, thinks they are the whole and they have power and dominion over everyone. As soon as they call it forth, they don't think about the individuals. They only think from the aspect of the power they hold over someone else. Remember, this FBI is just a metaphor. Okay, they are, in a sense, arrogant. They believe that they have knowledge that others do not. They do not trust that others have this knowledge because when they were not a recognized power, things were happening out of their control. Their parents were out of their control. Their parents gave them an experience that caused them to be out of control. Or they want to maintain control because maintaining control equals peace. When peace is the result, they want to continue having that peace even though the peace is from a resolution to an unresolved anxiety around not having peace again. Did did you get that? (laughs) When peace is the result, they want to continue having that peace, even though the peace is from a resolution to an unresolved anxiety around not having peace again. So that unconscious belief causes them to want to remain in control. Thereby, they handle all experiences alike the same. They have power, and when they choose to use it, they want to be sure that everyone knows who they are and that they should be respected so that they can have peace and so that you can too. Because they know peace. And maybe you do not. Otherwise, you wouldn't be having the experience or using the language that they think you should use to let them know that you have peace. Basically, because you're not proving to them that you have peace by whatever it is they see or don't see. And they could be right and they could also be wrong. Okay, this is why your awareness matters. Okay, so with that premise, we will talk about the aspect that they don't recognize within themselves. They don't recognize what they are doing. They truly think they are helping you. They, the FBI, are not aware of the subtle changes that happen when you believe you have power that is unnatural. The power that is unnatural is the thought that you have any power over another individual. The power that is natural is that you have dominion over your experience. This is the aspect of themselves that they may not be fully aware of. They engage in practices that control the outer experience so that they can have peace. They are not exploring the fullness of the experience. Therefore, they are projecting that experience onto you. And you are now experiencing the energy of the peace that they're trying to maintain but do not actually have. The anxiety that you're getting from these persons are the thing that they do not have control over. And that is what is actually in their vibration, not what they say it is, but what it actually is. So you're not comfortable with what they're telling you to do for a reason or two. You're feeling the nudge from your inner guru to recognize the power that you have in this metaphor as a state with its own rules that are separate from the whole. The FBI does not know you. The person who is telling you something as if they know you. Is because they don't know you. They don't know the part of you that they are blinded to within themselves. I mean, so um, if they don't know. They can't teach you anything about that particular aspect. But they don't know that they don't know yet. Okay? (laughs) So the last one, number five, is put self in reception mode and ask, what am I to receive from this? This is the most important one of all. This here is important. Okay? If you are in reception mode, that means you are open to receiving divine guidance. This divine guidance comes from your inner guru. Your inner guru is tapped into the omnipotent source of information that your egoic mind is not privy to because they are not connected your ego mind is the you that thinks that it is all of you it is where your personality stems from but it is not you it is only an aspect of you and if you keep that in perspective then you won't allow your ego to take complete control and dominion over your experience You actively are placing yourself in receiving mode that looks different for someone else than it may for you. But yours looks different because you see in a picture or you use different senses to process the information around you. For me, I put myself in receiving mode by thinking of great spirit and putting myself in divine reception just by asking for the divine to speak to me. I say things like, I'm open to your guidance or guide my hands in this writing or guide my words or guide my thoughts or whatever it is that I am using as a tool for my reception. I call forth that divine energy and I use the name that I call and that I identify that divine energy with. Okay, I'm very specific now. As a spiritual author and teacher, I put myself in receiving mode often because that is how I received my highest knowledge that I can then translate and use for the purposes of writing and teaching and growing, also expanding my energy and simply expressing who I am. That is the purest way for me to express who I am. When I am in reception mode, I am not an ego, vice versa. Now, when I engage my ego, it is for a reason and it has its use too. But if I am aware, I have already consulted with my higher self before taking this action. It's like my ego is driving, but my higher spirit is guiding the course. Ego might take a left turn without permission, but as soon as I decide to listen to higher spirit, then my course is corrected. I may have to take a longer way back to the right course, depending on how much I let my ego drive. But the relief is knowing that I am surrendering to the highest direction possible. When you put yourself in receiving mode, you do not allow yourself to miss this major opportunity and lesson that is being taught to you, or rather that you are being reminded of within yourself. You take the opportunity to course correct where you are driving, and receive the directions. Your ego might look at this person who is trying to tell you something that you already know, and you might respond in anger or state everything that you know to try to prove them to them that you know or you might try to use clever remarks or you might not say nothing and let it build up or you may succumb to their direction for peace or minimizing conflict or you may listen to them because you don't trust your inner voice and though you have developed a relationship with your inner guru and you hear it talking to you and communicating to you but you ignore it because they have convinced you or rather doubt that you are aware of your inner voice this is perfect. This opportunity is perfect for you. In my practice of the use of sound and energy therapy, I started using tuning forks. Now you can use these to test if your hearing is proper or brainwaves are functioning in the scientific sense, but you can also use these to align your energy to fine tune it in essence. So when you tap, the tuning for it with a mallet you cannot hear it but if you but you feel the vibration immediately you feel it but you can't see it it's working for you but you can't quite see it you only feel the vibration if you are touching it or if you are sensitive enough to it without touching it now if you put this fork onto a hard surface like a desk or something at the bottom and hold it up and tap it, you hear the sound that is emitting. Just because you couldn't hear it or see it working didn't mean it wasn't working. You now have a reference point that you can actually hear out loud. This person is your reference point. That is what this person is, okay? This Is your vibration that you're hearing out loud. They are your reference point. That is all. There's no need to be upset or attached to the fact that the tuning fork is touching something. Therefore, it is making a sound. The sound is the fine tuning that is happening in real time. All of this time, there have been vibrations playing out around you, but you weren't sensitive enough to hear it. Now you hear it, okay? Now you're sensitive enough to hear it, and it's good. It's right. They are not wrong. They are not they. They are a part of the whole that is also you. So it is not they, It is us. How you respond to them is how you are responding to yourself. Now, how you handle this person is up to you. Now that you have been reminded of who you are in relationship to this experience, now you can trust whatever you're guided to do about it. You put yourself in receiving mode already so you can trust what comes next. Then you can allow this to play out and you actually don't have to do anything about it. You have the insight you need to proceed and you will proceed exactly how it is that you need to proceed. (laughs) I'm going to tell you how divine everything is. (laughs) I just finished this podcast. Okay, I didn't know how long my reading was going to be. I just predicted it. And it's, my laptop went dead right at the last sentence. So, I was provided the opportunity to share this with you in perfect timing. And that is how, let me not even get into that. I'm just going to let this I'm gonna let this be it. But I do have another topic for another day in mind. I'm always things are always coming up. So make sure you're following my podcast. Make sure that you go to my YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube on Under a Healer's Playground. Make sure you go purchase my book called Don't Fuck Yourself, Love Yourself. And stay tuned for my poetry book, The Rise of a Brown Woman. That's got some good stuff in there too. And just stay in tune with yourself. Okay? I don't know if this will work, but I feel guided and led to share the sound of my tuning forks with you. because i want you to experience the energy of this the raising of your vibration if it if it goes through these speakers you <smart noise> Peace out, y'all. Go follow me on Instagram at ahealersplayground.com. I mean, at ahealersplayground. And you can go to my website, ahealersplayground.com. You can book an appointment if you would like clarity. You can get hypnotherapy and Reiki, and you can get some information and some things that your soul will thank you for if you go to any of my platforms my personal blog is lesage 23 that's L-A-S-A-G-E 23 and I love you peace out and I thank your soul for being here today